This is an extension of the Akpejo, a community of young people coming together to tell our stories about our relationship with Jesus Christ and grow together in Christ. We aim to have conversations that would help us grow and deepen our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Once again, thank you for joining. I'm your host, Nifemi. Hey guys, um, welcome to the Brother Podcast. Yeah, I think that, that's basically what I have to say. But yeah, <laughs> welcome to the Brother. I'm glad you guys are here. And I have a very interesting topic um, to talk about. And it's based from, I don't know if everyone can say this, oh, but I did it. It's based on the addict dilemma, which is a very interesting conversation about how we need to just help addicts um, have conversation about how God still loves them regardless how they can stay um, solid on the faith and just being able to navigate the period of restoration by Christ. And um, I'm excited to be in the studio with the author of the book. Um, I don't introduce people, so I'm going to allow them to uh, introduce themselves. Yay! <laughs> Sorry, there's no music. Maybe they can have that post they put down so that they know that they're dancing to nothing. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Hi yeah. guys, um, this is Deborah Briggs and I'm a minister and author of mm-hmm. other things, right? Thank yeah. you. Very so weird. Like, when we move in, I always feel like when I have to do myself, it's going to be really hard because I don't have any time to. I just need to. Oh. This guy recording is always fighting. We say there's something you have to do there, man. There's nothing. It's just naked me. Okay. Yeah, what has Nope. I don't, I don't call myself by anything I do. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't say I'm nipping me, so it's more like I'm being a shoemaker. That's fine. But um, I'm excited to be here, and um, well, yeah, we have a surprise at the end, of, so please stay to the end and just enjoy this conversation. And um, today we're going to talk about what happens in the mind of an addict, and just talk through with Deva with an experience with masturbation and some of these things. And I like this topic because it's like it's something that people don't like to talk about in the open because it feels like you are doing it in the dark and it has to remain there. It's a place of shame and it can't come to the open. And so like I was working on a project for um, drug abuse and one of the we having a conversation about what when when do we think restoration happens and we said that the moment the person comes to share their story, we can be sure that they received help. And they're ready to open it. And for me, it's always exciting when I see believers come and say that I used to struggle with these things because even before I started recording, we're just talking about how we all think that we're not all struggling with one thing or the other. And we're saying that maybe we should carry ourselves into a room one day. But we've already do it yeah. and say, let's talk about what we're struggling with and what we are praying to God for grace for. And maybe it will help people realize that even if serving God is one of the best things that it can happen, it doesn't still alleviate some of the struggles that you do. In the secret place and it doesn't also still mean that God cannot be with you in that secret place he's trying to help which is why I'm so pumped about this conversation and another thing of this conversation is and we're gonna love Deborah talking a bit because this is the longest I will talk but is how addicts in society are segregated from everybody and people just recognize them with their problems it's like it's like lepers for example like you have to announce that you are a leper, oh, and that's the leper, and all of that, or the woman with the issue of blood, her name was the woman with the issue of blood, to God Christ, and Jesus Christ called her daughter. And 
we're trying to have a conversation around us to say that we want to be able to show love to these people. How do you want to interact with these people? How do you want to express God's love with the people that they are able to find light in this darkness? And I'm excited to have this conversation because I think it's going to help a lot of people see that God loves you regardless and God is ready to help you. And so I wanted to ask the first question and because I'm a believer of small, small things becoming a big problem. It's like I was listening to someone on Anchored recently and I was talking about people assume that when you are drifting away from where you have been anchored, it just happens instantly. And it's like, no, sometimes it's still, you move small, you move small, you move small, until you check like maybe five weeks after and you say that, oh no, I'm close to shore already and I've left the anchor. And so that's the first thing I went to that. How does addiction sneak into our lives? It's a whole lot. Um, I remember having to leave my come to the public to share on YouTube. I don't know. It's, it's a lot of stories in between, right? If you have been following me for a while, um, I have a series on my YouTube channel you can check out where I started sharing January 2020. Yeah. And I remember at that period, I didn't hear anybody talking about it. Yeah. And it was funny because when God asked me to go forward to share it, I didn't think anybody would need to hear it. Because I felt like, oh, who would want to hear you? Mm-hmm. They even believe it. People sometimes just see what you do on the outside. Many people don't know the things that you battle with. So after sharing that, the response that I got were alarming. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it opened my eyes to see the many things that we need to do, the work that yeah. we need to, to actually put in place and how much we have deceived ourselves as the body of Christ yeah. that um, we are perfect. You know, there's this casting crown song, uh, plast- Are We Happy Plastic People on the Shining yeah. Plastic People? I love that song so much. And it captures basically what we think the church should be as opposed to what, how Christ sees us, mm-hmm. right? So I'm going to start from the question, yeah. right? How well, addiction is taken to our lives? Just to be sure. <laughs> well, I'll start from my story. Um, growing up, I came from a Christian home. Yeah. Right. Uh, do I mention the church? That's <laughs> fine. Um, yeah. So, I mentioned the church. Uh, okay, let me just go. A humble background. <laughs> Bible believing church. Okay, humble background. Bible believing church, right? And we. I went to church three times a week, right? Mm-hmm. Not believer. Um, I got sick in 2012, so it's it's been a, a journey. I didn't it's not like I grew up in a worldly environment. Yeah. I heard the, the word of God, although I didn't really understand the gospel until mm-hmm. 2016, 2017. So a lot, much of my early years as, as a Christian was works based mm-hmm. as opposed to understanding the place of identity, right? Mm-hmm. Which you talked about earlier. And um, for me, mine started from a place of not feeling loved. Yeah. So it wasn't so much like I was. Um, so yeah, I just put it that period in my life. I felt like my parents didn't love me. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was not getting as much love mm-hmm. as I wanted as yeah. a child. So at that point, well, I watched a lot of super operas. The moments where you felt like uh, you wanted to be in a relationship, mm-hmm. to feel loved, um, feel among. I think it was just that teenage exuberance and wanting to just 
feel like you're loved right mm -hmm. now during those periods I, I used to have lots of quarrels with my parents you know typical <laughs> home where everybody wants you want to do something and uh -huh. because they want the best for you but you don't understand and so yeah. even the way the approach was didn't help you see how much they loved you yeah and in the attempts to protect you know hands of being um yeah so that was it for me and i remember stumbling on a few pornography videos stumbling on those videos yeah. i don't know where i got them from i remember that was the start i mean someone that was looking for love and mm -hmm. attention got it from a video yeah what, what would you expect I just said, oh, finally. <laughs> and you know, the pleasure is actually good, just like sex, right? Yeah. And we often think sin is not enjoyable. No, it is, actually. It's very sweet. And that's why, <laughs> and that's why um, okay, let me not digress. So at that point, that was how mine started, mm -hmm. the masturbation. And deep down, I knew it was wrong. Mm -hmm. I knew that. I shouldn't be doing this, but I enjoyed it because I wanted it and at that point in my life that was what I needed to escape the life I need and I just, like I said in my book, there, there's always root causes so there are always mm -hmm. root causes and differs for different people mm -hmm. so mine was from the place of needing love mm -hmm. and wanting love and finding it in mm -hmm. masturbation right. so giving pleasure to myself and watching porn videos yeah. so yeah yeah, and that's like, it's very interesting because I like when people think like, when people say stuff like sin is pleasurable and I believe in it so much because making the good decision and staying on course with God, like even if it's one of the best decisions you would ever make in your life, but it requires some distancing from the things that will satisfy your flesh and the sin that will go on, the things that we will do, they're like things that will make you so happy. And but I think for me in terms of when we talk about addiction and uh, masturbation, one of these things is there's always that once you are done, that guilt period of like, ah, yes. oh, why did I do this thing? God forgive me, I will never do it again. Yeah. God forgive me, it will not happen again. And every tomorrow, will be like, oh well, it's still gonna happen, mm -hmm. and it would happen. And but it's so interesting how you just continue to do it, and you begin to see your triggers everywhere, yes. and you begin to just feel like as if. Man, I can't do without this thing. Like, I need this thing to stay sane. I need this particular act to be okay. And you feel like you can never do it on your own. Like, do you know how many times you just say to yourself that I'm not going to do this again? And maybe you even try not to do it for like one week or three days. But the moment you continue or you start again, it's only maybe even worse than the, the previous time because like you're doing it twice a day now. And so, I wanted to ask the next question, which is about because. I've seen a lot of people struggle, and myself included, struggle with masturbation or struggle with sexual sins that you would assume that it's something that you can do on your own to let go of it. Because like this thing actually satisfies. It might not be the right satisfaction that we need as believers, but it does satisfy something, it satisfies a craving. And it might not be the right source to get this so it's the satisfaction you need, but it does the work. And so I wanted to ask, is it possible to let go of addiction? on your own, like you trying to let go of it on your own without any help? Well first I think, like I said, there are root causes and what many people focus on most times is the act, mm -hmm. not the source or root of the problem. Yeah. So many times when you need to fix, find a solution to a problem, you don't look at the 
surface area, you look deep down, where yeah. did this start from? Yeah. So by asking yourself certain questions, why am I seeking for pleasure masturbation? Mm. Right? Where did I where did this start from? Where what was the turning point for me? Is this really what I think I need? Right? And the reason why you keep going back to it and you're not satisfied, no matter how many times you do it, is because you can never find full satisfaction in it. And so the devil just makes us think that um, this is the way out. So yeah. we need to always be, be, uh, um, take retrospect, right? Like reflect on our lives. Yeah. One of the things that has helped me as a believer is the ability to think, yeah. right? Many people think that our faith to become a believer, you just need to believe. Yeah. But it requires your intellect yeah. for you to decide and make that decision. So if we took more time to reflect on our actions day in, day out, just like taking stock in your business, mm -hmm. you want your business to grow, you need to, oh, today what did I do? Did I do the right things? Although it's a lot more deeper than that. Yeah. But having a more reflective life actually helps you see that some of the things you're doing is not because you want to do them, but because of what you have subjected yourself to, mm. right? Or because of what you think you can do. And so, back to your question. What's your question? Yeah, so how is it possible to learn of addiction on your own? Um, I strongly believe that the gospel is the only solution. Yeah. And many times people do not understand what the gospel is. Yeah. When I say the gospel, many people just think, oh, it is um, believe in Christ and you're saved. But yeah, the gospel is that Christ died, yep. was buried, and raised again for just vision. Yep. That when we believe, we will never die again. Exactly. And so, of course, it goes more than that because we see that we see the work. Once we begin to see Christ's work, or see our place in Christ's work, mm -hmm. it goes from a place of oh, Christ died to Christ died for me and mm -hmm. as me. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I'm no longer looking at. Um, the Christian faith and not understanding, mm -hmm. but I can see what Christ did mm -hmm. as a part of how I should live, yeah. if not how you should live, because He died as us, mm -hmm. meaning that when He died, we died as well. When mm -hmm. He was buried, when our sins were buried, and when He rose up, we were raised together with Him. And so, once we come from that. Um, by that legal reality that mm -hmm. this is what has taken place yeah. in you, your actions can then align with yeah. what you have understood from the gospel. Yeah. And so it starts from seeing that you're not trying to fight for something that is is lost. Yeah. Right? The gospel is already won and our faith is finding a place of victory. Mm -hmm. So whatever addictions you're going through, I think it's important to know the gospel, yeah. right? Find the root cause of the of the addiction okay, and be willing to want to, to be want free. To free. Because those are the things that matter amongst other things. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. And, and I think like you said something that's very, very important because like at the moment when I was struggling with masturbation as well and it's like I've tried to stop so many times, which is why like I I totally believe that oh like this thing is hard to do my own because I also believe that the devil has no power. Right, it's very powerless, literally, nothing he can do, he cannot do anything, but the only thing he's really great at is lying and deceiving people. It's like, it's so much, it's like, it's the best at it, like, you think I'm... But do you think the devil doesn't have power? I don't think he has any power. I think, like, he cannot make my life bad. I feel like he can deceive me to think I'm worthless, then I make my life bad. 
Because, because even when the devil wanted to yeah. when the devil wanted to approach Job, he had to go through to God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is under the authority of Christ. Because we can leave that and have another day. <laughs> but, and, so, and, and I'm saying that because, yeah. and this is why I brought that conversation up. It's not even because I wanted us to, I wanted to understand that. It's like for so many things that we feel even before we go into sin that becomes addiction, it's based on lies. Yes. And it's based on it's based on a real need, but on a lie that you need this thing for that reason. Painted as a lie, as a lie. which is why I feel like it's the greatest trickster ever. No magician on earth can witch the devil. Like, which is why people will say, "I am, I am lonely," which is true. Mm-hmm. You are probably alone at that I time, it, yeah. but you are not necessarily lonely. So the devil paints situation, which is why I like the, and I, I'm, I'm trying to bring it all together. I like your point when you said you must be willing to take this step because when you know the gospel, mm-hmm. it's like. At the moment when I was trying to stop addiction or masturbation, for example, yeah. I tried several times. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember my roots, of course, but it's just something that, oh, yeah, I tried several times, but didn't stop. But there was a time I had an experience with God, and I just didn't feel like doing it again. Doesn't mean I didn't feel the need to do it. Mm-hmm. I felt it, yeah. but I started realizing that, okay, if I spend a lot of time scrolling through people's Twitter feeds whereby they don't wear enough clothes, yeah. I get riled up. Sure. If I spend a lot of time at places that I get riled up, mm-hmm. and so what I realize is that I have been free from this thing, but I need to stay free. Yes, so true. And so I know that I like I don't I no longer truly want to desire this. Mm-hmm. I no longer find my worth or happiness in this thing. Mm-hmm. But I know that if I keep spending time in these back. things that remind me mm-hmm. of that time, I would go back there. Yes. And so. Which is why, like, it's one thing to know the gospel because when you know the gospel, you realize that you are truly free. That's so important. But like, I listened to this album from Maverick City Music mm-hmm. called Jonesend, and it was in a celebration of it was a recognition of a period, June 19, when they had declared freedom to slaves, but these people did not did not know that they were free, and they were still slaves at that point in Texas. I might be wrong about the states, but. I'm guessing it was Texas. And so what I'm saying is that you might be free. Like what I said, I have given you the freedom from this sin, from this addiction. But there's a place of you saying, I am walking in that freedom. Recognizing that freedom, like when we speak about freedom, I think Kenya and I have spoken about this on we'll talk about freedom. We say, we say people think about freedom in, in, in terms of believers is about oh you can or freedom or restrictions rather, you cannot do this and you cannot do that. But, and I would like to use this example, which I from somewhere, is that imagine you had a child, and let's say we're living in a country that has heavy snow. And the child was like, Oh, mom, I want to go and play in the snow. And you're like, Oh, yes, I know you will enjoy playing in the snow, but I would rather you wear helmets, knee guard, shoes, socks, jackets before you go and play in the snow. And you go in the flow, you play, you have fun, but you don't get injured. And so one thing about freedom is that God is saying, I know that you need companionship, but I'd rather you take time off socials. I'd rather you stop going to these places so that you can really find what true companionship means. And you don't go there, find the companionship and get out. Because whilst I believe that we don't receive healing, we don't get healing with our power or our work, 
but I also believe that there's a place of actually walking the walk, which leads me into our next question because, like, honestly, even those periods when you pray that after you finish doing the deed and you're like, God, oh, forgive me, it's not going to happen again. You don't necessarily, well, not let me say generally, I don't necessarily believe in those prayers. I just do them of a place of legalism. That, oh well, I can say it and it will forgive me. And I just pray. And so, there are some people that are in that area of their life now and they are wondering, they are saying these prayers and I need your help, but they don't believe in it. How can we help them find the light in those dark periods? Um, one of the things which we just talked about is when you, you know you understand something when you have started doing it. Mm-hmm. It's not just about saying this is it. And so the point of the gospel is that Christ has given us his life yeah. so that we can live it out. So yeah. by the time we come from a place of, okay, God has saved me, I know there is, this is who he wants me to be. Mm-hmm. And I will not give up until I see that is fulfilled in my life. Yeah. And so having that mindset is the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. So once you know that, oh, this is what is expected of yeah. me, and I'm not deceiving myself, mm-hmm. right? I'm being vulnerable and sincere with God because He's the one that matters the most. Mm-hmm. And praying when you are... So someone said something from a book I read by Walter Trope, which I don't know if you've heard about no. He wrote um, My Beautiful Feelings, uh, the conversation about masturbation from a young girl in Germany when they were alive. The book is really amazing. I think you should also get it. Okay. Um, so he said, praying when you're battling masturbation is like praying when you are driving at full speed and you see a trailer is in front of you and you're expecting us to crash. <laughs> you have already given so much room for the application to drive, mm-hmm. right? You you have not seen the need to um, try to be mindful of my words, but the point is prayer when you have not built systems or solutions mm-hmm. as an escape or way out of that problem, mm-hmm. it's, it's not going to work. So it's important you pray um, from a sincere heart, mm-hmm. knowing that Okay, Lord, I am working with you, right? It's a partnership. So as you, you I know you've done your part, so I'm willing to put, do my own part, staying clear of triggers, mm-hmm. right? Staying clear of mindsets or beliefs that this mm-hmm. is my satisfaction. Yeah. So Christ wants us to be his utmost satisfaction. Yeah. So once we understand, oh, this is who I should be, this is what I should be, and then, then we can put measures in place. So this is what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. Or this is where I came from, so I'm, I'm mindful of it. Because we're not, we're not saved, right? We're not doing things to be saved. Yeah. We do things because we are saved. saved. Yeah. So we put those measures in place because we have the grace that can see us through. Yeah. And so when you fall the first time, you get back up. Yeah. Not praying that, Lord, take it away. Yeah. No. You pray that you have that grace or you, you, you start putting in the measures mm. to see that the addiction mm. is removed. And of course, until you um, see it, just like when the Bible says the righteous fall seven times, eight times in back up. Mm-hmm. So until you see what the word has said showing mm-hmm. your life, you do not come. Mm-hmm. You do not stop. So there's something else I want to talk about, but I think I don't know if it's a part, no, no, part of confession. Yes. And right. 
ensuring that the word of God is your reality. Yeah. So I think confession is so powerful. Yeah. Right. And in 2018, I remember God telling me to live deeply in His love. Second mm. John 2. Yeah, I think that was chapter he gave me. And I remember that period. I knew the gospel at that point because mm-hmm. there were still inconsistencies in my life. I yeah. knew what is what I should be. I should, I'm holy already. But now, how to affect what had happened mm-hmm. on my inside in my yeah, real, in life, real life was the, is the work many people don't, don't yeah. know how to do. So I took the word literally, right? Every day, you know, one of the things that another thing that is powerful is our imaginations. Yeah. So we have the positive and negative. Mm-hmm. So we have the power to build our world with our words. Yeah. So one of the things people take for granted is they know how to neg positive. Negatively, they know how to confess negatively. negatively. Yes, they know how to use our words in the bad light, mm-hmm. but they've not learned the power of positive confession. Mm-hmm. And for us, it's not just positive confession because it is true, yeah. right? On our, our spirits, it's just true. Same, man. it's just saying it's true. Exactly. So, affecting what has mm-hmm. taken place on your inside is confessing power and building your words yeah. in the right word. So confessions are so powerful. Understanding that you have been forgiven, right? Your addictions do not define you, mm-hmm. right? You can walk by the Spirit because mm-hmm. you've been empowered to do good works. Yeah. And so just taking scriptures and basically speking them forth. And there are lots of them in, from Ephesians to Corinthians, many places where Paul talks to us about who we should be yeah. because we are, right? It just changes everything for you. And yeah, and I think like that's such a very like I, I, I love confessions a lot. I'm quite a fool that wake up and say anything you are great. Like I want to try and say, oh like you are great to your gender. Like I I love speaking things into myself a lot because and I believe so much in you, you can use your words to build your world. Because I believe that there's so many things that it's easy to let the negative things stick and the positive thing just like just draws down, you don't necessarily see it. So reaffirming them helps them stay. And I also believe when you say there's one particular prayer that I love to pray over is I do believe help my own belief. And it's from the story of the of the centurion soldier that his son was son of daughter was sick. And it's one of the most honest prayers I've I've encountered in the Bible. Because it was not a thing of I don't believe you or Hey, I'm trying. It's like I do believe, but at this instance, help my own belief. And and I think that it's when we talk about addiction, masturbation, or any of sexual sins. We I think for me, I always slowly move into the line of vulnerability. Yeah. In you so accepting hard. that this is where I am. Yes. Like. And I believe a lot of believers are so dishonest with themselves yeah. because God works with us based on where we are, mm-hmm. not where we think we are yeah. or where we think we should be. It starts from where we are and takes us through different areas. Because I remember there was a time God was working on me with integrity, mm-hmm. right? When times when I lied, it asked me to confess to someone else. Mm-hmm. Times when I did something bad, but there was like it works with us on different areas. And then when it came to came to the addiction, and before then it started talking to me about vulnerability mm-hmm. in 2018, 2019. And so it's it's all knowing that there is a, there's a work that needs to be completed in you. Yeah. And you need to understand that God knows that this is where you should be. Yeah. But you have to accept where you are. Yeah. Hundred percent. Like I think like I was having a conversation recently and yeah. 
I think Tina and I wrote a devotional, a tiny devotional on vulnerability, and there's one aspect of it that um, that was started, and like people that know because I, I write, um, well, I'm not writing a book, but I write like every morning yeah. and I send it out, and. I try to write, like, I feel like my words mostly come to the stories. Mm. It's like, because it's easier for me, like, I was reading Luke 8 1 to 9 today, and God just gave me a story about, because, you know, they had never caught any fish. And when God said, Jesus Christ said to Peter, please move your boat back, and God said to me that your boat can still be used, even if it's not doing what it's supposed to do. And, like, that's such a very important word for me. So that's how I get the word from God. And I was talking about vulnerability as people wearing their Sunday outfits. You know, when we used to grow up, and they'll say, that place is for Sunday, Sunday place. And even people that have been abused by their husband or their wives in the house would come in our cold. Mm. And it's become yeah. a thing whereby we are wearing, we are taking that behavior into our spiritual lives, yeah. into how we exactly into how we approach God. Yeah. And we are wearing that mask that okay, I'm going to church today. I want I'm a deacon. I don't want them to see me as a bad person. Let me be my best. And we are going to go there like, oh yes, I, I I know God loves me. I don't want to be like a bad person. Let me be my best. And you're wearing that mask to God. And God is like, no, 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 no. I, I, it is that's it. Like it is you, you, you. I want the real you. I, I don't wear your Sunday best. Don't wear your any. Like, just come to me as you are. Like which is why he says my yoke is in my body. Like because when you come to him as you are, it, it helps you. It, it releases everything from you. you. Don't have to front. And you don't like. And I always say, don't approach God the same way you approach people. Like it's it's one thing you have to. Know. I try my best possible. Like. God, I can be Jesus. I remember this week, no, two weeks ago, I, I realized that the way I used to pray has become like something that a tradition. I didn't even need to think about it. I would just go, Heavenly Father, thank you Lord for today. The same exact words. <laughs> and I'm not even joking. The same exact words I would say. It, and it just become something that I had no to do. The one morning I was feeling so sad. I wanted to pray and I just, I need devotion. I prayed for you, my brother, and I just said, Heavenly Father. And this priest said, You're not talking to me. <laughs> and he said, and, and that's why I like when you said that God will help you because he suddenly said, I will teach you how to pray. And he doesn't even give me a word on how to pray. He said, Sit up, don't bend your head, take a deep breath, and tell me how you feel. Mm-hmm. And for the first day, ever in a long time and i'm telling you in a long time i literally spoke to god how i felt and it was so free like yes. because i didn't even know i'd been doing it in that way for a long time heavenly, like I, i'm not joking it started with heavenly father exactly heavenly father i thank you lord for today thank you because you are my god and my savior i know it is like script yeah. i know it often and I just went, and it was particularly that I had a dream about someone, mm-hmm. and like I'm like I, I love the message I talk about prayer because I spend most of my time praying. I don't mean like you see me doing hey, like yeah, in my yeah, spirit I pray like because even like we breathe like I saw this discussion that broke my broke my mind. Everything scattered this like we like our breath is given to us by God. So the moment you look, you are literally praying like because like I I saw the breakdown what Yahweh means like. There's no in Greek definition or Greek pronunciation, there's no A and it means excluded in how that means more as you breathe out, you are literally expressing the divinity of who God is. And that day I, I had that dream about the person and it was very shocking because of that person daughters were going to die. And I prayed against it. And I felt in my spirit I did pray against it. And I felt real relief and I slept off. And as about to finish my devotion, 
I wanted to go to my heavenly father. I just took that same step again. Raise up your head, take a step back, and talk. I, I realized that in trying to be honest, the only prayer I prayed was truly about the dream I had. And I didn't realize that what I was praying about. But then I said, I wanted to add more because that's enough. That's all you must talk about to me now. And I stopped. And the reason why that came around is just helping people understand that in talking to God is it's being honest. It's your father. It's like we come with so many cloaks as God. I know you don't ask me to do this, but I does not even know who you are. It knows you. Do you understand? Like it's like he doesn't know. And so like I. which is one thing that when I think about vulnerability, I think about like when I think about addiction, I think about is like it leads to vulnerability because you can only receive help when you have been honest. Yes. Yes. It's like if you go to a therapist, and it's like tell me the truth. Because it won't force you. Yeah. We want to know that he wants to know that you want. Exactly. He wants to know that you want to grow, right? He wants to know that you're willing to yield to him, and it's it's the most beautiful thing ever. When we please ourselves to God. Yeah. And I just remember this song by Casting Crowns. I love Casting Crowns a lot. Um, I think it's Here's My Heart. Mm-hmm. It, it says something powerful. God doesn't want us to come to Him as. He wants us to come to Him as we are. This is my thoughts. Um, it's, I can, it's like the most beautiful thing ever mm. when we allow God into our space, yeah. into our day to day activity. Christ. You don't uh. have to go to a church building to think nope. that He is there. He lives on our inside. I mean, come on, He lives in our hearts. Yeah. And it's one of the most beautiful things. Yeah, ever. which is why when, when Christ was ascending, and we were saying that the fellowship yesterday, when Christ was ascending, He said, and I love that verse in the message translation, the Lord, I am not leaving you the way you are used to being left. Mm. It's like I am living my spirit with you. Like I feel like we've read this Bible in a way that it just feels like yeah, sweet lights moving on. But it's a time and something like it. He knows that we are used to being left empty. Mm-hmm. And when people leave, you like you feel like you spend so much time building something into them and they leave, and you feel really empty afterward. Mm-hmm. But he's telling you, I am not leaving you the way we are used. I am living my spirit. That means like. My essence, like it's like when you look at spirit, spirit is someone say, I love this guy's spirit. It's like his essence. I'm living my essence with you. He never left. I never left you. And it's it's so beautiful because you just realize that it's there. And I was having a conversation with someone recently, which is going to actually begin to wrap up and going to the last question on there about. And we're talking about past pain. And and I love God so much. <laughs> I, I say like because like. The way God reveals Himself to me is such a very beautiful way. Like I get word and I'm like, I joke with uh, my friends things, and I say that I want to go and be, a, I want to be a preacher, and they're like, why? I'm like, these are some of the words that God gives me, and when I hear it, I'm like, no, no, this has helped me. People need to hear this. And, and I was talking about pastor. My friend was trying to help me navigate through pastor, and I was like, okay, what prayer point should we pray? And I'm like, I don't know. And the thing about God is, when you want to know. You know, I'm not struggling to know. Like I want to, I really want to pray a prayer point. I want to know. And I was just in my spirit thinking about it on the call. And God gave me the verse when um, Peter was walking on water, mm-hmm. and he said, "I said unto Peter on the boat, come unto me." And Peter left the boat and started walking on water. Mm-hmm. And he said, at some point, Peter started drowning. He said, "Do you know what I did there?" I said, "Tell me." He said, "I walked up to him, stretched my hand, raised him up, and walked to the boat with him." Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, I read that before. I said, no. 
He said, Peter would have still been afraid that he would have drowned, but because he knew I was with him, mm. even if he drowned, he knew I would still pull him up. And instantly, I knew what to pray about. I knew to pray that even if the problem I'm afraid of, the past pain I'm trying to avoid, is still, still going to happen. I'm walking with you. Another thing that is so beautiful is we need to learn to pray from our identities, right? And one of the things, one of the lines that, which I'm, I don't know if I talk about it, but it's a prayer I'm working on. Um, identity breaks intimacy. Mm. Sorry, intimacy breaks identity, mm -hmm. right? Once you have fellowship long with God, you should come out knowing who you are. Yes. Right? And it should help you, it should help shape your perspective to life, mm. basically. You must understand and always pray knowing you are a, you are a father. You are not without help. Mm. Always. 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 Uh, and, and I like when I hear words that connect to something I've been thinking about because intimacy is such a very good thing. Because recently, I was, my family and I, I love them so much. We, we do family retreats. Ooh, uh, so cool. every two times or three times in a year, we come together, review our lives, where are you going? And this last one we did, we had our regular lesson, and they said something. They said, You do things with so much confidence now like mm. we can see in your life compared to, is compared to before like that you know exactly what it is that you want you know who you are and you are okay to walk the path and it was a good thing to hear yes. but as you said this thing now you come from a place of i honestly know it because I've spent, I'm not even spent enough time. Like, so I feel like, uh, like, because I, I, I want to debunk, and I'm not saying please don't spend enough time in God. Yeah. I'm just saying that I'm not even done quarter of the time I'm supposed to spend with God. But in that little time, yeah. He has revealed to me what some people have spent, what I have spent almost 20 plus years of my life trying to find. And He revealed it to me in one night where He said, See, and the beautiful thing about and we're talking about addiction, masturbation, and all sorts of sin. And I wanted to mention this because it's very important. Because even in those times where I was struggling, it was there. It was there, and it wasn't just there; it was reaching out. Sure. So you have to be able to identify. It's now that I could tell you was reaching out, but then I'm like, what are you saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I can remember the time that I was struggling. I'm like, what's happening? And I had something in my spirit say, some people can go through life with their brains and they will just they will be okay. Some people can go through life with money and they will be okay. Some people can go through life with just having good network. It's about you. Leave me. You need me. And I'm like, what are you saying? I'm not like I'm like yeah. Then you you need me. Like you can have all the other things though, but you still need me to go through life, to get the true happiness you need. And that's the difference it has made, right? From someone that has grown and has not grown. It's not just knowledge, but it's taking that knowledge and making it work. Like, you always knew, I'm sure that there were points you knew God was with you. Yeah. But it had not birthed that consciousness in you that even when you made mistakes or fell into sin, you still held on to that truth. Mm -hmm. As opposed to when you just knew, but you've not allowed it to fill your consciousness. Yeah. I think that's the difference. Yeah. That is what differentiates a new believer. From someone who has gone. Yeah. Not that you will not fall. Mm -hmm. But when you fall, you know that that's not the that's end. What the You're end. still going to pick up yourself. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like what Henry said when we were talking before. He said, like, 
I'm saying kind of because you who don't know him, but he will know him soon. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I like to call their names because like I don't want to say this guy. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Like he said that God has helped him to able to navigate life, knowing that he's not what he does and yes. what people say. Yes. And I think that the like the moment I'm saying. I listened to a podcast with Will Smith and Jay Shetty. These people study spirituality in general, so they don't know this particular religion. But like from what they were saying, I kind of realized that the moment you study the Bible, everything you need for life and living is there. Like you don't need to read any other book. I am not joking. I'm not saying don't read any other book, but even if you don't, you are there. You are good. You are good. The moment you spend time, the time I heard the word that helped me through my my scattering of finances and he said faith does not respond to pressure, it responds to planning. Mm-hmm. And he was like and he was like if you don't plan, like you're just putting like what does God want to feel? Mm-hmm. And he did the example of the, the, the woman that he later said go and get empty vessels. There was nothing inside. But she believed so God the vessels. So when the miracles come, he said if God is going to bless you with money What's the structure you have put down to secure? Yeah. What's the vessels you have gotten? Where are the empty vessels yeah, you have? And it, it broke me. And I'm saying that I didn't go to finance school to learn that. Mm-hmm. I learned it in the presence of God. And I say to people that see everything you need in your life and living can be in the Bible. Look at me, it is in the Bible. And so it's such a very unique experience for me anytime I study, anytime I spend time in the Bible. Because it just helped me. It, it, places me on a different level of understanding of how to live life. It puts me into places that I yeah, I see you, I, I get it. And just to kind of bring this into a close, I, I think like one of the things I want to talk about is how as believers we treat people suffering from addiction. I mean in a church, I believe, even before I became a Christian, I always say that, even before my, okay, I've always been a Christian in my life. Like before I started dedicating my life to God and said I want to follow Him, I always say jokingly that I think the church is a hospital. Jeez. I remember there's one day when I was in my master's, there was a there was a Bible study meeting that we went for, and this guy was calling people that he was saying only girls that sleep around you are like a used toast bread, and he said you guys are each other is very derogatory language, I. I was angry in my spirit that yes. I was crying as I was fighting with him. And, and the problem with bad doctrine is that there were people there that were saying, Is it because you are doing it? And I'm like, No. Like, I was so angry that how can you, in a place of healing and restoration, condemn people? It defeats the idea. It defeats the purpose. Yes. It defeats the purpose. A place of restoration, a place of healing for you to know that I can come as I am. And when I come and tell you that, oh, I sleep around, you say you are used to bread. Why? How does that help me? How does that help me? Why does that go into the world and that? Because the world already still tell me that. But they will embrace me and say, don't worry, Jerry, we'll go continue. Mm-hmm. But I'm coming to tell you, they won't provide solution, they won't give you the real satisfaction you need. I don't know why. We that have the solutions are not presented. Yes! What I'm presenting is as, as, as insult. So that's the question I want to talk about. It. So, yes. so what do you think happens? Like, how can we help people find light? Yes. 
yeah, I spend about the few chapters talking about the gospel in my book, and because I believe not many people understand the gospel. Mm. Maybe they have an idea of what it should be, but the gospel is simple, mm. right? It's a message. It's not. Um, it's not a a thing of you're not going to hell. Mm. Hell, you're not going to hell is not the message. Yeah. It's a part of the message. Yep. Right, the gospel is Christ died, was buried, and raised again. Yep. Right. If you believe, you will never die again. Yep. And it's just like Second Corinthians five tells us, we are messengers for Christ. So there is a message, mm. and I talk about how I've written most of my life, from reports to presentations to basically record keeping. And when you have to write a report, mm. you're not writing an experience, your personal experience. No. You're writing what happened. So you're writing, you're giving a report, oh, from 10 a.m. to 10.30, this mm. is what happened from this time to this time. These are the things that took place. This guy brought this. These people paid this. And many people are still preaching their culture. Mm. They're preaching their mindset. They're mm. preaching what they think it should be or how they think. No. God give, has given us a message to present to people mm-hmm. based off what happened over 2,000 years ago. Yeah. So if we are taking out what Christ did, then we're not preaching the gospel. We're preaching our mindsets, we're yeah. preaching our doctrines or what yeah. we think it is. So yeah. we need to see that the, the Bible is all about Christ. Yeah. A message about what he was going to do, what he came to do, and how that should influence our lives. Yeah. So. If we stick to the message of the gospel, we will find much more healing, yeah. right? We need to see people as those Christ died for. Yes. And that's one of the things that we, we fail to understand. Because yeah. if we're not, if, if we say, if, or if the Bible tells us we are Christ representatives, we are ambassadors for Christ, it should reflect in the message. And that starts with first you understanding it and accepting okay. it and stop being stubborn. <laughs> he said someone has brought the message, he said he has done the work. Why do you want to add to it? So coming from that place of yes, I know this is your past, but if you've come to understand the truth, accept it now. Start preaching what is right yeah. as a minister. That's that's what God expects of us. And I think that if we would want to see more lives transformed, mm-hmm. we would have to preach right yeah. and present the message right. I agree. That's what Christ would have done. Yeah, and definitely. Like, if there's anything I'm really proud of about, or proud actually, excited for about our generation is that yeah. we're not a generation of yes say. So when I was literally debunked church at some point, you all be good. See you in a bit. <laughs> all right, bye. But like we have an experience and beyond that, because of that experience, we know that we're not deserving of the gospel. Yeah. And we know that we receive, like I said to you, even in my sin, I recognize that this guy was reaching out to me. Yes, take it. I know that who am I? That while I was still struggling, someone was trying to help me. What am I to last someone struggling like you're condemned? And so I just keep praying that we continue on that line to understand that that's the gospel. The gospel is such a beautiful thing and it's it's not attached to anything. I listened to a sermon from one of my favorite pastors in the world, Judas Smith. Ooh! I love him. And he said like, we have made Christianity so hard 
of faith or salvation or believing because there's so many additives so many additions so many opinions so many opinions like oh you can receive christ plus something you have to come to the bible <laughs> you can receive christ plus you have to pray and close eyes before you pray you can receive christ and people are like no it is that you can receive christ only if you believe in the power of the resurrection and I think that if there's anyone that is struggling with addiction or any form of sexual sin, I think that I say this rainfalls on both the sinners and the saved. <laughs> so we're not really that special people, apart from the fact that we accept the fact that we are risen with Christ. And all you need to do right now, I believe so much in talking to Jesus. Like in no formal way. In no corporate anointing way, just sit down and say, Hey dad, what's what's happening? Or never even call him daddy because he's your dad yet. So you can say that guy there, which is why I love Genesis a lot. Big papi. Papa in the sky. Like it sounds like a joke, but if you want to say papa in the sky, what's happening with my life? Just talk to him. Because God gave me an experience. I I I love the way God speaks to me. As the day I was, I was last Sunday, I was cleaning my house, deep clean. I woke up feeling power, like let me deep clean my house. So I was playing gospel songs, or just playing songs on my speakers. And when I was close to the speakers, I could hear the song. But the moment I walked slowly into the room and I stayed very close to the fan, yeah. I couldn't hear the song again. When I moved away from the fan to the kitchen, I could still hear the song better when I was close to the fan. Mm. And the Holy Spirit said, the song never stopped playing. Yeah. You were not there. You moved. Mm -hmm. And he said, you stopped hearing it completely when you were close to the noise. Exactly. He said, so I never stopped speaking. Yeah. Yeah. You moved. You allowed so many voices. He said, even if you move far, he said, if you focus on my, because every time I focus on the music, I will always say, always talking. He said, you focus on the voice, you will know it's me. And it was such a, I'm like, oh, Father, like, this is what I enjoy, you. Yes. <laughs> like, this is what I enjoy, in just understanding things, like, from the mundane things I do, literally cleaning my house. It wasn't climbing mountain. I literally was cleaning my house. Yeah. And it's just that. The moment I asked that word, I never, the music never stopped playing. And so for you that you're thinking that, oh my God, this is really hard for me. God is speaking. Yeah. We were talking yesterday at the college man. So I was like, I asked God one day, I'm like, okay, what's the, because I hear God through dreams sometimes, or trance. I've had some experience like that. But like, I can't wait all my life. Moses only had one bonus which I experienced. So we can't wait all our life for the waiting for trance. And I said, how do you speak? And he answered me instantly. He said, I speak from the places I normally would speak from. I said, What do you mean? He said, I speak from the places in where you choose to find me and you can recognize my voice. I said, How? He said, When you read your devotion, I speak. When you read your Bible, I speak. When you read, uh, when you come to quotations, I speak. And he said, Even on the Instagram page of the pastors you follow, I speak. Even on the Instagram page of the creative people that you like their work, I speak. I speak in the places that you find me. Say, can you hear my voice? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, see, and so I tell people like, if you think that 
this thing is just close your eyes and say, I want to hear you. Mm-hmm. And instantly it's like, see, God longs for it. Once you see that that desire is there, you start hearing him up and down. And so like, I just want anyone that's just thinking of struggling with addiction, master, but you just don't like, don't think about it you are unworthy to be saved. Mm-hmm. It's because of me and you yeah. that he yeah. died. Exactly. It's like, so that's why. And so that we can approach him with grace, without blame. So just talk to him. Just you, like you realize that your life will become a lot less stressful. Take away all the addi- additions and just be free. Spend more time with him. Yeah. And you know, we, we have this false idea, wrong idea of what intimacy should be or what fellowship should be. We don't have to. Yes, there are times you have to create structures to pray. Mm-hmm. But even in your daily activities, you God is there. Mm-hmm. It's not as if He's only there when you in your secret place or where you choose to pray. Mm-hmm. Even in your when you're in traffic, He can speak to you. Yeah. You can pray to Him. So in those times, prayer is possible. Yeah. Now that we even have the U version apps, mm-hmm. apps like that, be intentional about it. Just like you would with your favorite sports. You would sometimes people go hungry mm-hmm. just to watch their favorite yeah, sports yeah. play. So if if you think God is important to you, then spend more time with yeah, Him. Yeah. I mean, it is something you have to build as a part of your life, mm. and then you would actually see changes. Just just give it more time. I, I still believe that many people spend more time on their careers mm. than they do with scripture. scripture. So if you see, if you find value, and if you see that this is going to give you a good ROI. You would want to invest more mm, in it. Yeah. That's the same with your addictions. Yeah. So spend more time with him and watch those addictions fail. You even know when they stop. Yeah. When you do. Yeah, because like God will find out light to the things that will change your character. And um, yeah, so like that's where we bring it to him. Before we, I said we had a surprise. So we're going to give out two books. Author um, <laughs> signed. I don't know if she's the one that has signed or she has not signed yet. But well, she's going to sign two of the books, okay. and we're going to give them out. I have no idea how to do giveaways. I'm very honest on this podcast. A lot of you know that I don't. I try not to lie. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea how to do giveaways. So if you want the book, I will. Should I help you? Yes, please do the giveaway. Let I do it. I will just tell you DM me and I'll give you. <laughs> Are we giving you two books away? Yes, the two books. Okay, so what we're doing is. You follow the Akwejo on Instagram, yeah, and you can follow my I, personal page. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't do all those things. <laughs> I feel like it's embarrassing, like political advertisement. I beg you. I give you book. You give me. You give me one follow. It's for the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> if you okay, I have another area I'm going to talk about. Uh, maybe after this uh, live. So yeah, follow. You can follow my page at bricks underscore Deborah mm-hmm. and the Akwejo. Yeah. T H E dot A E J O. Um. Then tell us why you need the book in the comment section of the video. Yeah, just watch, yeah. Once the video comes, like just tell us why you need the book. We would pick at random. It's not very calm in this conversation. The will pick at random. <laughs> not me. Okay. The or Tinu because Tinu is the one that also replies to the Instagram messages. I mean, messages. we. I mean, so any of us. Yeah, it's not. I'm not putting you like you're gonna fight <laughs> if you don't win. It's not. Why well, you can't even find me? So, so I'm, I'm, <laughs> and I always say I'm looking forward to your growth and your growth in the knowledge of Christ as you read my book because yeah. it's going to actually transform your life yeah. it has and, for me mm-hmm. and if you like if you don't win the giveaway sorry but um you can also get, get the books from Deborah's Instagram yeah. page and I think like uh, there's nothing 
more interested in just trying to find solutions or understanding more. Um, I, Will Smith said something in the podcast I listened to. He said, like, a lot of people think life is for entertainment, but life is for education. He said, because the more you know, the more you become, the less you become ignorant. So, if you are, if you have a problem in a place, it's because you are ignorant in that place, yeah. and education will take away ignorance. Yeah. And so, reading books, getting solutions to your problems is because you want to grow, you want to be educated. Yeah. And um, I think like reading this book would help you understand the grace of God that covers you and help you just see how much important it is. Yeah. Exactly, and practical stuff to be able to just survive life and realize that almost we're all in the same problem, all of us. We are just working on grace. And there's a destination. Exactly, we are going somewhere. And um, so thank you so much, um, Deborah, for coming. It's been a fantastic time. Um, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Okay, all right, guys. Um, there's supposed to be a sign-off message here, but thanks for watching. Bye. Honestly, I feel like I should be doing this for too long, but thanks for watching. <laughs> um, it's been a great time. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, the, the, the Glory Lines Podcast. for joining us today on this podcast episode we hope this has blessed you please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast players and share with as many people as possible thank you god bless